Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, loves, and welcome back to Mouth Off Radio, the weekly podcast from nastygal.com. Right, today's guest is someone I've been so excited to get on the show. We have none other than the stunningly striking Sophia Hanja-Patelli. Now, for anyone who doesn't know who Sophia is, where have you been? Sophia is a model who is featured on the front of Italian Vogue at the tender age of 15. She is the face and creator of the unibrow movement and on the books for premier models. She hails from Maryland and has come in today to mouth off with me about beauty standards, death threats over facial hair and anti-bullying. So here she is. Welcome, Sophia. Thank you for having me. It's our pleasure. How are you today? I am so excited. Oh, excellent. Excellent. So we're going to jump in with some questions. Yeah. So your unibrow. Yes. It is a very significant part of your look. Yeah. What influenced your look? Hmm. I saw, I, I wish I could tell you that it was like one specific thing mm-hmm. that was the reason that my eyebrows look the way that they do. But growing up, I literally used to change my look every single day. Yeah. It would be, I would have green hair, yellow hair, red hair. I've had navy blue eyebrows. I've had blonde eyebrows. I've had straight. I've had plucked. I've had a unibrow. I've like, I might, like, it's been all over the place yeah. because I really value expressing myself through my style mm-hmm. and the way that I guess people can see myself or mm-hmm. see me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I think that it wasn't really a specific thing that was like, yeah, this is now going to make me have a unibrow. It was more just this looks cool and I like it and it's sticking with me for a while because I really like it. And it wasn't until the internet started, it, it, you know, if anything, it wasn't until the internet started responding in a negative way that I realized, you know what, this is actually a bigger thing than just because I like it. It's more just the internet and trolls and everything under the sun that's negative can really prevent someone from doing something that they genuinely like and they, they would absolutely adore if it wasn't for the negative voices. Yeah. yeah. So when did you make that decision to go for the, because you said that you've had all different looks and now this is probably yeah. the most iconic look and what we all know you for. Um, so when was, when did you make that decision to stick with it? Mm, I would say it was like three years ago. Okay. I was in Cyprus and I just wasn't really plucking. And you know, I just, I just wasn't really caring that much about my appearance to be fair. And 
I was swimming and I was enjoying my life and I was just having so much fun. I didn't even have time mm. to be like, you know, focusing in on a mirror every yeah. day. It was just getting mascara on, you know, that was yeah. it. And I, you know, I just ends up growing and I was like, you know what, this is actually cute. I'm keeping it. And I'm, I went back to the States and I was like, this is cool. And I went back to school. It was my first day of my last year of high school with um, a unibrow. And I tell you, that must, that was the most empowering day ever because so I come from a, quite a conservative place. Mm -hmm. They're not like, I just think everyone there is just all American, chill, you know, like they, it, it's, it's a small town, so people aren't really that open to changes in style and everything, but I expected it, but that was what was really empowering, that I went in there and I owned it. Okay. And would you say that your eyebrows um, are something that kind of connects you to your heritage? 1,000%. So I'm a first-generation American from Cyprus, yeah. and every single person in my family, my brother, my mom, my dad, my grandma, my ayah, my bapu, my aunts, my uncles, everybody has unibrow. Yeah. And you know what, like, I think growing up, I was lucky that I'm one of the few Greek Cypriots that's blonde. I mean, today I'm obviously brunette, yeah, but this changed is, up yeah, the look. changed my hair. But anyway, I've never been anything other than blonde in my life. And I'm a very hairy person, but it's all blonde, so you can't see it. Uh -huh. And yeah, so I mean, I didn't have to deal with a lot of the pressure to pluck my eyebrows and everything like that that a lot of you know people from cyprus and even the middle east and any other place in the world that you know it's just a typical thing like it's a gene you know yeah. it's like a cute gene i don't know why people think it's a negative thing it just connects me because it just makes me feel like they n none of them cared you know about having unibrow on none of like my grandma and grandpa they didn't care and they were just like in my mind they're the most beautiful people in the world yeah and yeah i mean beauty doesn't come from the outside anyway so that's like a big thing for me so you founded the unibrow movement can you tell me a little bit more about that yeah then? so i actually started it more for me because i said to myself i really feel like i'm getting so much negativity on this internet like on instagram mm. and i feel like there's no safe space. There's no like corner that I can go to because at the time when I started having a unibrow, there weren't that many quirky people, you know, embracing everything different and amazing and incredible about themselves. It, it's sort of now more of a recent thing, which I love. But you know, I, I growing up, I was bullied so much for my style. Like when I say I was, it was it was unreal. I've had a clarinet put in the toilet that I used to play obviously at school because I was a little bit of a band geek, but I loved that. Um, and yeah, like people used to like purposely put paint on my chair in the art room so that I would sit in it and mess up my whole outfit. And it was, it was like really crazy and I used to deal with a lot, but I thought that after high school, it would kind of end and it didn't. It got worse on the internet and I figured, I can't imagine the people growing up today who have to not only go to high school and deal with the bullying in person, but also have to go home before they go to sleep and see the bullying at night. Mm. Even if it's not directly affecting them, just looking at it and seeing that there is bullying out there, it can affect people. And I really started it because I said to myself, you know what, I don't feel like there's a safe space. And I wanted to start this unibrow movement, more of just like a play on like, I need it. So mm. it's unibrow because it's personal to me. Yeah. You know, it could be freckle movement. It could be anything that someone feels like they need an extra bit of support. Yeah. 
And I wanted it so that if you feel like you need to just see like-minded individuals, you can click the hashtag and you can see people who are just like you, people embracing green hair, embracing moles, embracing freckles, embracing any type of body shape, body size, every disability, everything, and yeah. making it amazing and fun and something that you know they enjoy. And yeah, I just started it so that people didn't feel alone because I've definitely felt alone before. Amazing. And so have you found that you've brought a lot of people together? Yeah. There's a lot of people contributing and visiting and yeah I feel like I, I follow the um, hashtag and I see a lot of people who post they comment on other people's so it's become like a bit of a little community it's a, it's a niche community you know yeah. it's nothing like major but just knowing you've got like 10 or 12 people that's really important to me now I understand that you've got a name for your unibrow oh my god Oh, I, yeah, I guess so. So here's the thing. <laughs> so one of my friends who's a journalist in New York, he was like, why do people take your eyebrows so seriously? And I'm like, I don't know. Like, really, I was like, if anything, give it a name. I feel like at this point, she's got her own career. And he was like, he's like, what would you name it? Like, if you could. And I was like, well, my car is named Veronica and she's black and shiny and chic. So I was like, well, my eyebrows are black and shiny and chic. So I guess her name's Veronica with a K to be extra sassy. Okay. But yeah, it doesn't, I don't actually like talk about her like, oh my God, I'm literally talking about her like she's a person. Um, yeah, so that's like, that's like sort that. of like. Veronica, there is like. <laughs> it's like a, a bit of a sassy yeah. edge to it. I like, like it. everything. Yeah, <laughs> that's lovely. I love that. We've kind of talked about this before. You get a lot of criticism about the choices that yeah. you're making with your own body hair. Yeah. Which seems ridiculous to me. How do you fight against criticisms like this online? Yeah. I think it's so important. I think this is, okay, so the body positive, body inclusivity and um, beauty activism and everything in like everything progressive and amazing. It's become, it, as someone who is, I feel, I, I'm proud to say I am a member of this community and I adore it. I think it's becoming a bit like, if you're part of this community, you cannot exit. <laughs> if you've got a toe out of this community, we will, we will rinse you. Like we will put you back into our box. Yeah. And I left a box yeah. to not be just put in another one. So, you know, if I want to shave my armpits and shave my legs, I like to feel like a dolphin. I damn well <laughs> will, you know? Yeah. I won't not shave my legs or my armpits because someone on the internet who claims to be, you know, in inclusive of everything mm. is telling me you're not setting a good example. No, setting a good example is doing whatever you want and not listening to people who are telling you what to do. Yeah. If anything, it's becoming worse than the people who are pressuring me to pluck my brows. Because I'd say, was it like six months ago? Oh my God, like I said, I love to change my look. I got lip filler. Okay. I, I know it was like very off brand, but I wanted to try it. Yeah. I was like, you know what? I want to try it. I'm my own person. I can try whatever I want. I tried it and I hated it. Aww. I hated it so much and I couldn't get rid of it. And so I had to go to a person and they got, they tried to get rid of it and they dissolved my actual lips. And then like now I'm sort of back in like this whole cycle of having to fix what I changed. Yeah. But I got so much heat for that. Really? But I think body positivity and self-love and everything in terms of showing people it's okay to be yourself is yeah. being honest, open, and transparent. I'm not sitting here and telling anyone to do anything. Yeah. I'm being open and I'm saying, hey, I tried it, I hated it, tried it again, I liked it, I tried it again, I hated it, but I, I wanted to do what I wanted and I don't want you to think that this is me naturally. Yeah. I don't want you to think that I'm setting an unrealistic expectation for you yeah. because this isn't me naturally and I don't want someone to feel pressured 
to, you know, achieve that because yeah. it's, it's not even me. And yeah, so I just wanted to be open and honest because that's, at the end of the day, you know, it's not natural to dye your eyebrows jet black, but yeah. I wanted to do it anyway. Yeah. I just think that's sort of what I'm doing. It's just, I'm riding my own wave. Yeah, I really like that, what you're saying about the transparency. Yeah. Because there are a lot of people that have these changes that sometimes keep them to themselves for whatever reason, maybe yeah. they're dealing with their own I'm issues. I'm not scared, you know. And insecurities. Yeah. But I think being a little bit more honest would, would help the internet as a space. Yeah. Because, you know, I, I do, a lot of people often ask me, um, how are you so confident? I'm not, most of the time I'm not confident. But if there's something that I want to do, I don't want to feel insecure, like I have to hide it. Yeah. Because if it makes me feel better, I'm going to do it. Yeah. Like, you know, people hate how black my eyebrows are. But I love it, so of course I'm going to do it. I'm not going to listen to someone who's telling me I shouldn't do it. Yeah. That's like, that's no fun either. You're that living for true. someone else. Um, so you've got nearly 400,000 followers, um, which is amazing. Do you find it a lot of pressure to maintain your social media? Mm. I used to do this thing where I would deactivate my Instagram a lot, like ages ago. I noticed you did that semi-recently as yeah. well. Because I was just like, I need a break. I, yeah. I almost don't even want people to see me for a bit. Yeah. But it's like not like you can't, it's not, can't really do that that much these days. And for me, I love the visual aspect of Instagram because mm. I'm very artistic by nature. Like art was the re thing that got me through bullying. Yeah. Really was. Like I used to escape to the art room during math class if I felt like people were being mean to me. Yeah. And um, yeah, so I just used to love, you know, seeing people. Like I, I only follow accounts I love and I'll follow like, I'll follow an account that has like two followers. Mm. Like I don't mind any of that, like yeah. any of that clout stuff, but it just... I don't know. It is a bit of, you know, I, I don't personally go to events and I'm like, you have to get my outfit pick. If I didn't get a picture, I'm, you know, I, I don't have a picture yet. I'm not leaving. Yeah. But I do see that there is a lot of pressure for people. Mm. I, I sometimes I like, what is it called? Shit post where it's just like something like I shouldn't even post it. It's like yeah. not even relevant, but because I think it's funny or like fun. Yeah. And I see that there's a lot of people who have themes. I don't have any of that. No. But I guess I should probably pay more attention. I don't know. I got to where I am by not really caring. Exactly. If it works for you, then, yeah. you know, why, why yeah. change it at all? Yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> um, so we touched on this before. So you graced Italian Vogue's cover when you were 15 years old, which is huge. Mm. Would you say, or what would you say has been your biggest achievement so far? Because you've mm. got so I much... I would say that like when I did that, it was like an editorial for their Photo Vogue yeah. um, page. They basically just started it. So it's yeah. basically like a space for like photographers to, you know, show their work. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was like amazing. I mean, I didn't know at the time how incredible that was. Yeah. But if anything, I feel like that was the very first Instagram. I don't, yeah. I don't know why. I just think like that was like the industry's version of Instagram where okay. you can apply to have your picture on, on Italian Vogue's like homepage. Yeah. And they used my picture. It was... It was just like a really cool like thing, but I think even with that, I do owe a lot to Italian Vogue. Okay. I would say that my biggest career achievement was being the face of Fenty, Savage um, lingerie line. I think yeah. that was just like really cool because Rihanna handpicked all of us. There yeah. was like five of us. And just to think like someone that I, uh, I used to listen to her music to get me through breakups growing up. She was like, I want her yeah. as the face. And I was just like, this is like so fun. I met some like lifelong friends. Yeah. And you know what? There's too many people in the lingerie and that sort of community telling us what to do. 
And I just really like how she was like, you know, I'm going to literally take every outcast on the internet, every quote unquote outcast. Yeah. And I'm going to show you that they are hot as fuck. Yeah. And that's what we, that's what we did. And it, I've never felt so amazing because it was just such a good experience. And what was it like meeting her? She was amazing. She was so hot, like so hot. <laughs> um, we, we, um, we all met at like 3 a.m. that the night, which was like technically the next morning. Yeah. And I met her when I was in a waterfall. Like I was just perched on a rock, like <laughs> semi-naked. And she was like, hey babes. And I was like, oh my God, hi, like I love you so much. She was like, you look hot. And I was like, I literally almost passed out into the water. I was like, she literally just called me hot. Oh my God. But yeah, no, she was like really nice. It was awesome. awesome. Yeah. Oh, I'd love to get her on here one day. But oh yeah. yeah. We'll see. Manifest it, girl. Manifest it. <laughs> Speak it into the truth. Yes. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A. FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. You portrayed in a recent Instagram post that you your love for vintage and thrift shopping. Yes. And sustainability mm. is always on our mind, especially in the NG head yes. office. Tell us a little bit about your thrift shopping and is that way that you deal with sustainability and being yeah. more responsible? So I actually like Nasty Gal for basics. When I was younger, I used to really enjoy going to thrift stores. Basically, my mom and dad used to give me like a $10 allowance a week. And I, like, to, you know, now that's like, you know, kids get like their own credit cards. But like mm-hmm. that $10, oh, I could find some like Alaya, some Parenza Schooler, some Burberry, some Dior in a thrift store, honey. Wow. For like three bucks, nothing, cra- you know, like nothing crazy. But yeah. anyway, and um, I used to love going to thrift stores for that signature piece. And I have a really big love for like heavy beaded things. Yeah. But I never really could find anything that was like any basics. Because usually when you donate clothes, yeah. you donate things like basics because they're a bit more ratty. It's yeah. not because it's like an amazing piece. Mm-hmm. And so I used to spend like every day. Well, after school, when I started to get my license, or I would bribe my brother to drive me to the thrift store. He'd be like, Sophia, you were literally there yesterday. <laughs> and I would be like, I have to go back because I didn't get that one jacket and now I have money. Yeah. And so I would go and I would find all of these amazing beaded... I, I have a whole archive in my mom and dad's house because I just can't get rid of these pieces because I know if I don't, 
if I if I get rid of them, I will never see them again. Regret, major. And regret, it's they're yeah. so hard to find. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like I just I used to love like reworking things as well. Like I have this leather jacket. It's sorry, not jacket, vest. Mm-hmm. And I studded it myself and I put fringe on it myself and I put all of these patches and pins. And I've had that vest since I was 12 years old. It was the first thing I got at the thrift store because my mom was like a Swin leather buyer at Harrods. Yeah. She was like, she was the reason that I started to love like leather and finding vintage leather because I think it's the most sustainable option. Mm -hmm. Um, I do think that obviously faux leather is great because you're obviously, you know, it's never good to buy new leather. No. Um, But I do love vintage leather and suede for the reason that, you know, it lasts a long time and there's memories attached to it. And so like, and I, I like to hold on to things. I don't like to get rid of them. Yeah. And so, yeah, thrift stores and thrift shopping is always in my nature. Honestly, like if it, even now, like, I could probably buy things new, but I just, there's something about going home and just finding that pair of Levi's that you can tell someone wore them yeah. and that's where there's a rip in them. It's not because someone cut it. Yeah. That's the best. What's your, do you have like one standout piece, one favorite piece that you found? Oh my gosh. Yes. So uh, there is a Chanel jacket that is fully beaded and it's like peacock. It, like it, it's all peacock beaded. So mm-hmm. it, there's not like an inch of fabric and no it's way. Chanel. I, I, I it's almost laughable how much I got this for. I got it for $10 at a thrift store oh in my, my hometown. God. And I, I remember getting it and I was like, hmm, this is Chanel. It's not fake though. It, it can't be fake. And then I almost didn't get it because I was like, it has to be fake, you know? And then I went back and I, I got it. And my mom and dad were like, like, what is this? And my mom obviously knew what, she, what it was. And she was like convinced it was fake. Even to this day, she's like, it has to be fake. <laughs> and I'm like, I've had this thing appraised. Like, it's not fake. Really? That's the best thing I've ever found. Other than like boots. I love yeah. like boots as well. That's like, yeah. a big thing for me. Like, I love a vintage shoe yeah even though they break kind of easily now because they're old but i'm a footwear buyer so i love vintage shoes like are you a boot person or are you like a sneaker person boots and sneakers um Mm. i'm not a sneaker person no because of my height i like to look taller fair enough i don't need that (laughs) oh with the opposite i wish i had your oh girl it's all girl problems (laughs) (laughs) right sophia are you ready for the quick fire questions i'm ready baby let's go ready steady go tea or tequila Oh my gosh. Tequila. Yeah. I, I would say tea, but I just, I, I know I'm probably going to have to just say tequila. But, so your mum, we've talked to them this quickly, your mum's from South East London. Yes, she's, she's a, a Peckham drink. girl. She's Peckham girl. Mm. Peckham when she moved house. to the States though, she started drinking coffee. Oh, okay. So Fair she enough. drinks both now though. Okay. Yeah. Someone famous, dead or alive, you'd like to go on vacation with and where? Oh my gosh, George Michael. And I want to go back to Cyprus. Oh, that would be nice. Yeah. That would be a cute one. Um, do you believe in the afterlife? 1,000%. Yeah. Oh yeah. Too many too many experiences with the, with the parents. And honestly, if I yeah. passed away, mm-hmm. God forbid, obviously, I would just... I would just haunt everyone, I think. <laughs> like, I would be that person. You would hear my earrings jangling, like, yeah. all the time, like, my nails clacking. Like, I would be that person. Again. I would haunt Fashion Week, I think. Oh, my God. I would walk awesome. down the catwalk behind everybody. <laughs> oh, I would get into every show. Blowing behind them. Yeah. That would be funny. Tripping models. <laughs> <laughs> okay, if you could only eat one meal for the rest of your life, what would it be? Oh, my gosh. Oh, something with rice in it. Yeah. Mm, no, pasta. Yeah, just like plain spaghetti with like 
tomato sauce. Nice. Something basically. Yeah. If you could create or change one law and that would be applied to the whole world, what would it be? I really think that everyone should be allowed to live their truth in terms of their sexuality and their sexual orientation. Yeah. It really upsets me that across the world you're not allowed to marry someone that you love just yeah. because of their gender. Yeah. Really upsets me. Mm. So I think that just equality for all, I think, in terms of like gay marriage, any type of marriage. Yeah, I'd agree. Um, what is the best way to deal with a shitty ex? Oh gosh, we've all been there, haven't we? Some Rihanna albums. Mm. <laughs> Rihanna albums hide all of their pictures yeah. from, their, from your phone. I always do this where I block them and unblock them so that, um, so that they unfollow me and then I message them and I'm like, why did you unfollow me? <laughs> and then like, I, you know, I start drama. I'm like, I'm not the sort of person I take the high road. I'm always spiteful. But, but I would say, I don't know. I think the best way to move on from like a really bad ex is to, you know, get with someone cuter. I like that. And also look really hot. <laughs> yeah. Okay, who inspires you the most? Oh, my mom. My mom has the dopest style. Like, I look exactly like my mom. And I just think that's, like, so cool because I look at old pictures of her. And I'm like, ooh. Like, it's like I don't even need to go to a fitting. Yeah. I'm just like, that's a look. I'm going to wear that. And she still has all of her old pieces. Yeah. So, yeah, for sure, my mom. My mom was so cool when she was my age. Like, she used to wear, like, bright blue suits and full leather outfits and just, like, big hoops. And just, like, she was so sick. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Um, is there anything on your bucket list that you want to achieve this year? Mm, I would love to grace the cover of Vogue. That is a big bucket list achievement yeah. for me. But I feel like I would also love to do something for Cyprus. Um, I don't know. I just, I just want to, I want to, because obviously it's a really small yeah. country and that's yeah. where I'm from and I'm very proud to be from Cyprus. Yeah. Because I remember when I was younger, I would, they'd be like, where are you from? I'm from Cyprus. Sorry, where is that? Oh, wow. And because it was in, in the US, it's in just like, US. it just looks like a little, yeah. you know, a little dot on the globe. I used to be like, that little speck right there is my country. But <laughs> yeah, I'd love to do something for Cyprus. I think a bucket list would probably be to open up a store there. Yeah, that'd something be very cool. Cute. Like a vintage store. Yeah. That'd be cool. There are, they don't have any. all over the world. Yeah. That'd be cool. Um, if you were in a very bad situation, heaven forbid, mm. and you only had one phone call, who would it be to? Oh my gosh, my agent Lucy. Yeah? Yeah. The other day, I left my... This is actually miserable. My phone died yeah. at a party. Yeah. It was like 3 a.m. Mm -hmm. I didn't have Uber. So she hailed me a black cab. I got in the cab. She was like, do not lose your credit card. So I was so concerned with not <laughs> losing my credit card. I was like holding on to it with your life. I left my phone in the black cab, Aww. dead. So I got out and I was like, my phone's in there and it's dead and it's like 3 a.m. I actually don't know how I'm gonna get it. And I called her at like 4 a.m. and I was crying and I was like, what do I do? She's like, we'll get it back, we'll figure it out. I was like, no, we're not. She's like, yeah, you're right, we probably won't, but like, <laughs> we'll figure it out. And like, I found it, obviously, someone ended up bringing it to me. Yeah. But it was just so cool, like for sure her. She just has all of her stuff together, it's everything. I love that. Yeah. I need one of those. <laughs> yeah. Um, what is the best form of self-care? Oh my gosh. Never put on an outfit without looking your absolute glam. Okay. Because there's so many times that I get ready for an event mm. and I put the outfit on and I look at myself and I'm like, oh, I don't feel like it looks that good. But whenever you're glam, I mean, not that you need makeup, but you know, sometimes people just feel lifted when they're glammed yeah. up. You know, some people do. Um, 
Whenever you're full glam, anything looks good on you. Yeah, it gives you that kind of extra layer. You know what I mean? I end up hating everything that I try on without makeup. Yeah. So we just have to put the makeup on yeah, first. Yeah, I get that. Um, and the final one, the idea of marriage, outdated or here to stay? Oh my God, I need marriage because I need someone to be fully chained to me at all times. <laughs> if I'm not married to them, they could potentially leave. So yeah. no chance there. Yeah, so you're going to rein them right oh, in yeah. Okay, well, <laughs> that was the last of the mouth off quick round questions. How oh, was that? Oh my gosh, You did that really was well. Thanks. You did really good. Um, so I want to thank you again for joining me today. Thank you so much for um, me. Let everyone know where they can find you on social media. At Sophia Hadjifantelli. Or just find like hashtag Unibrow Movement. Go follow it. Yeah. Okay. Well, thanks again, Sophia. Thank you so much. I was trying to not be like, oh. No, you were great. Thanks, you were really good. Hey everyone, it's Jen and Jess from the beauty podcast, Fat Mascara, here to talk about Sol de Janeiro. So many of the beauty experts we interview on our show say that the key to great skin is to treat every inch of your body with the same attention you give your face. One of our favorite ways to do that is with Sol de Janeiro's Beige Flor Elastic Cream, a rich body cream that's clinically proven to boost collagen and has been shown to improve skin crepiness on the chest in just two weeks. Plus, it's scented with Sol de Janeiro's Charosta 68 fragrance. Sol de Janeiro is offering you 10% off your first order on soldejanero.com and free shipping with the code ACAST10. That's S-O L-D-E-J-A-N-E-I-R-O soldajanero.com and use the code ACAS10 for 10% off. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.